number 11 in our Bibles this morning, Hebrews chapter number 11 and Genesis chapter number 27. Hebrews 11 and Genesis 27. You ever been at an event and you wonder, how did so-and-so get there? When the kids were younger, they went to Christian school and they'd have awards every year. And they'd always have a Christian character award. And sometimes, you know, I worked with some of the young people. And sometimes they'd announce a name and they'd say, so-and-so. And I'd think... How in the world did that guy get that Christian character award? And many times they got it because they would have quiet his kid in the class. Quiet doesn't mean necessarily godly. <laughs> when I look at Hebrews 11, I look at the characters in, the, in this uh, hall of faith. Some of them are obvious. Noah, never rained before. Build an ark, big boat, it's going to rain, water's going to come down. We think he's never seen uh, rain before. And you think, yeah, I can see why Noah's in the hall of faith. Uh, but sometimes, I don't know about you, sometimes I scratch my head a little bit. You know, uh, you think about, you know, Samson. Uh, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful because, because when we look at Samson, or the guy we're going to look at today is, is Isaac. It's just one little verse. You get Isaac sometimes scratch my head, and I think, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> you, know, you get in the middle of a series, and then you find yourself reading a little verse in Hebrews about Isaac, and you think, wow, what am I going to do with this? And, of course... The Lord gives wisdom, but you think, I'm thankful. Uh, I can be encouraged because, number one, God sees the heart. God knows the motive, and God put them, each one, in Hebrews 11 for a purpose. Uh, Secondly, uh, we don't have to be perfect to walk by faith. And when I look at some of these characters, I think God put them in here as an example of faith even though they weren't perfect. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 20, and then we'll read Genesis chapter 27, verse 1 through 4, as we continue our series on believing God no matter what. What we've been doing this year is we've been looking at Hebrews 11, Bible characters that believed God. Now, believe God in the midst of some of the challenges that they faced in life. The Bible says this in verse 20, of Hebrews chapter number 11. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. There it is. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Now, turn with me to Genesis chapter 27, and we'll read together verse 1 through 4. And I want to preach a message this morning that I have entitled, Faith Can Win. Faith can win. Genesis 27 and verse number 1. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, And go out to the field and take me some venison. And make me savory meat such as I love. And bring it to me that I may eat and my soul may bless thee before I die. Let's have a word of prayer and ask the Lord to meet with us as we consider the subject this morning. Faith can win. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for the privilege to hear your music sung, to praise you, to worship you. 
to gather with your people and your house. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to have the Word of God in our language. And Lord, we ask today that you would meet with us. Lord, we recognize if any work's to be done here, you must do it. So, Lord, I yield myself to you, and I pray that you would speak to your church. Thank you for the church. Thank you that you're the head of the church. Lord, accomplish what you would have in the few minutes that we have together, and we'll thank you and praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Even though his faith maybe is not as obvious as others in Hebrews chapter number 11, the Bible puts, God puts uh, Isaac in the word of God for us to learn. And as I look at Isaac, I see some challenges in the life of Isaac, but ultimately what Isaac did is he made a decision of faith. And that's why I've entitled the message, Faith Wins. And I want us to see, number one, faith wins when you choose to do God's will. Faith wins when you choose to do God's will. Isaac saw in Genesis chapter 27 the importance of blessing his son before he died. Now we've got to go back just a few chapters to Genesis chapter 22 to see the interaction of Isaac with Abraham. And we know that Isaac was, uh, Abraham was going to offer Isaac as his son uh, to God, and God provided a lamb for the burnt offering. When that was finished, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 22 and verse number 15, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and have not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed, verse 18, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Obviously, Abraham was, uh, Isaac was here when Isaac, uh, God provided a substitute uh, for him. And he understood, I believe, that Abraham helped Isaac to understand the blessing that God had given to Abraham and then that passed on to Isaac. Recognizing in Genesis chapter number 27 that his time of death was near, Isaac determined to do what God had wanted him to do and to pass the blessing on to his son. Now, we'll see this in just a minute when we look at our second thought. Remember, Isaac was passing on his blessing to Jacob, the firstborn, which we know was not specifically clear exactly. It was not what God really wanted. But Isaac could have just said, you know, my time to die is coming, and I'm just going to die, and I'm going to forget about this thing. But Isaac understood the uh, significance of the blessing that God had given to his father Abraham. And Isaac understood the importance of passing that blessing on to his child. He decided to do the right thing and pass the blessing on to his child. It is important for us to recognize that if we're going to live by faith, we have to recognize that living by faith says, I will believe God and I will do what he wants me to do. When I talk to young people and I ask them, I'll give all of our young people a little clue. Tim, you listening? 
a little clue into what encourages their pastor, all right? When I talk to young people like Tim, who's a junior now, and uh, pretty soon he's going to be heading off to college or do what God wants him to do, and I ask young people this question. I say, what are you going to do? I try not to ask them, what are you going to do when you grow up? Elementary kids, I ask, what are you going to do when you grow up? Uh, Young people, I try to say, hey, what are you going to do with your life? It always encourages me when a young person says this, I believe that God would have me to do, and then they tell you. See, a lot of young people ask them, what are you going to do? I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a... And there's not the uh, acknowledgement of, I believe that God would have me to do. You see, so many of us, so many people in the world in which we live, live for the almighty dollar. They live for the day that they can retire at age 30 and, I guess, be bored the rest of their life. A lot of people in Hollywood that retire, you see it. They're not saved, of course, and they're, they're looking for something that satisfies, and they find themselves getting themselves in trouble. They find themselves in jail, you know. Um, but the reality is, what does God want us to do? What is the right thing to do? What is the right response? I believe that God wants to show us his will. God's not up in heaven playing hide-and-seek. The Bible says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. We can know God's will. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that does what? Gives to all men liberally and abradeth not. We see in the word of God, Judas hung himself. We know that. We see that in the New Testament there. In the book of Acts, they need to they gather together, and they need to find a replacement for Judas. And if you look at Acts chapter number 1 and verse number 24, I believe it is, they have a prayer meeting. And they say, Thou who knowest the hearts of all men, show us which one you have chosen to replace Judas. You see, God's not making his will difficult. God wants us to clearly know what his will is. In Daniel chapter number 2, you know the story. The king had a dream. And the king said, I can't remember this dream. Somebody's got to help interpret this dream. Somebody's got to tell me what this dream is. And all the wise men were going to be killed. And they come to Daniel. And Daniel says, would you give us time that we may seek the mercies of the God of heaven? Daniel understood that God had a specific will. That God could show it to him. And God did. You see, being in the center of God's will is the best place to be. The Apostle Paul said it this way when he got saved in Acts chapter number 9. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? How often do we ask God that in our morning devotions? How often do we get up and say, Lord, I know that you have a will for me today. Lord, would you show me what is it that you want me to do? When we go out visiting, we pray and ask the Lord, Lord, would you, the fields are white unto harvest. That's what you tell us. Would you lead us to the white harvest? And do you know what? I believe that God is able and God wants to lead us in the center of his will. He wants us to do what he wants us to do. Sometimes, though, we can find ourselves doing our own thing, like This man who got stopped by the police a number of years ago. It was 3 a.m. in the morning. Montana State Trooper Alan Nixon, number 65, 658, responded to a call. 
There was a car off the shoulder of the road outside Great Falls, Montana. He located the car, stuck in deep snow and with the engine still running. Pulling in behind the car with his emergency lights on, the trooper walked to the driver's door to find an older man passed out behind the wheel with a nearly empty vodka bottle on the seat beside him. The driver came awake when the trooper tapped on the window. Seeing the rotating lights in his rearview mirror, the state trooper standing next to his car, the man panicked. He jerked the gear shift into drive and hit the gas. The car's speedometer was showing 20, then 30, then 40, and then 50 miles per hour. But it was still stuck in the snow, wheels spinning. Trooper Nixing, having a sense of humor, began running in place next to the speeding (laughs) but stationary car. The driver was totally freaked out, thinking the trooper was actually keeping up with him. And this goes on for about 30 seconds. Then the trooper yelled, pull over. The man nodded, turned his wheel, and stopped the engine. Needless to say, the man from North Dakota was arrested. He probably is still shaking his head when he thinks about the state trooper that could run 50 miles per hour. Hey, we like to do our own thing. The best place for us, the happiest place for us, is doing what God wants us to do. Isaac, who's getting older, and we're going to see here in just a minute, Isaac obviously liked Jacob better than Esau. And I am convinced that Isaac knew that, he, uh, that, that uh, Jacob was God. He liked Esau better than Jacob. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Esau, the dad liked. Jacob, the mom. Esau, being the firstborn, he determined he was going to bless Esau. Now, he could have just said, I'm out, because there was a little, in his own mind maybe, there was an an acknowledgement of God's way. I want us to see, secondly, faith wins not just when I do God's will, but when I do God's will, God's way. So he determines, I'm going to bless Esau, the firstborn. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and pass the blessing on to my son. Now, I want you to see in Genesis chapter number 25 and verse number 23, when he is born, Genesis 25 and verse number 23, the Bible says this, Isaac, verse 21, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Why, what did God tell Rebecca? The elder is going to serve the younger. In Genesis, same chapter, Genesis 25, in verse 32, obviously Esau is starving to death. And he comes in, and verse number 30, Esau says to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pot, as for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? Very short-sighted, by the way. 
And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. We see here an acknowledgement. We see God communicating, I think, to Rebekah. I think Isaac knew that Jacob was the one that was supposed to be blessed over Esau. And yet he determines to bless Esau. By the way, I find it interesting that when we look at, uh, when we look at this, and, and we'll look at this, I guess, in our third point, I find it interesting that uh, he wants him to feed him first concerning the flesh. And uh, 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 he, he loved venison. And he said, hey, you could have blessed him right then and there. But he's going to get something in it for me. And this is why sometimes you, you can, of course, he's in the, the hall of faith. And so we have to recognize that God is honoring his faith. But we do have to identify with his humanity and uh, his desire, I guess, to, to say, hey, fix me this venison one more time. Uh, we see maybe a little bit of, of the struggle there with the flesh, right? Uh, our flesh, the Apostle Paul talked about it in, in Romans chapter number 7. The things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. And the things that I, I should do, I, I don't do. And, and the conflict there between our flesh, you know, the flesh is weak. Our flesh is weak. And sometimes our flesh can try to do God's will our way. You see, God wants us to do his will, his way. Isaac, Esau, go fix me some venison. I think he did it with the knowledge of what God said when they were born. But he does it anyway. And he says, hey, I'm going to bless you if you'll do this. What's he doing? He's passing on the blessing, but he's doing it his own way. I think he, he obviously blesses both Jacob and Esau. Uh, he, he could have taken away the blessing. Whoops, I, I messed up. You know the story. I, I'm, uh, for sake of time, I'm assuming we know the story here in Genesis chapter 27 and uh, uh, what, what God does. Um, <clears throat> look at verse number 19 of Genesis 27. And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And he's somewhat deceived, but again, he, he comes quickly. Verse 20, how is it thou hast found it so quickly? And, and oh, the Lord brought it to me. You see the deception that goes on here. And, and by the way, God uh, obviously is the one that determines what's right and wrong. And God is the one that deals with wrongdoings. And, and obviously, Jacob gets uh, what is coming uh, to him. But you see here, uh, Isaac blessing Jacob, thinking that he's blessing uh, Esau. He's not a perfect individual. He wants his own way. But when he recognizes, hey, there's a problem. By the way, the Bible says he feared. He feared. Uh, uh, he was wondering, uh-oh, what in the world? Hey, I think concerning another story in Genesis chapter number 48. Joseph's father is about to die. Who was Joseph's father? And Jacob's got his hand on the younger. 
And Joseph says, no, 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 this isn't, this isn't exactly right. No, you've got to put your hand on the older. And he says, no, this is what God said. And Joseph said what? Okay. There was a submission to the way God wanted it to be. In Isaac's life, there was a submission to the way God wanted it to be when he recognizes that he, that he blessed Jacob and didn't bless Esau. Doing God's will must be done God's way. We see this, by the way, throughout the word of God, don't we? God said to Saul, Saul, the Amalekites, man, go in there, kill them all, and, and kill all the animals. And he goes in, and they have a battle, and he spares some of the best of the sheep and the oxen. And Samuel shows up and says, Saul, uh, I hear the bleeding of the sheep. Actually, shows up, and Saul says, Samuel, we did the will of the Lord. And Samuel says, but I, I hear the bleeding of the sheep, the animals. I hear this. I see this. And Oh, 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 we've done what God wanted. No. And you read that verse. Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is iniquity and dolly to obey is better than the sacrifice, the hearken than the fat of rams. We see what? What do we see? We see God's will must be done God's way. And Isaac, in exercising faith, recognizes, i got to bless my son, but he recognizes, okay, I was blessing Esau instead of Jacob, and I see what happened. I'm not going to revoke anything. I am going to say, okay, so be the will of God. God's way. The Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17, to come out from among them and be ye separate. There's a lot of things that are done in the name of Jesus in 2023. <laughs> oh, uh, we, we want to do things, we we'll do what God wants us to do, but we want to do it our own way. It's important that what I do and why I do it and how I do it are all consistent with the scriptures. God is a holy God. Isaiah saw the Lord lifted up and he said what? Holy, holy, holy. You think about that. A lot of emphasis on love. And, I, and I, I'm for love. But he didn't say love, love, love. Hey, God's holiness is his foremost attribute. And what, whether therefore we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, we do all to the glory of God. Doing what God wants his way. We cannot use worldly methods. I read a story in January 1929. A college football game was being held in Pasadena, California. For the two teams playing in the field, this wasn't just an ordinary game. It was called the Rose Ball. The game was usually considered a tournament football game between the East and West. Occasionally, the Rose Ball game was played by two undefeated teams of the past football season. You could probably call it the Super Bowl of college football then. The team playing from the East was the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, a team which through their regular season remained undefeated. The team from the West was the Golden Bears from the University of California, which had only two losses in their 1928 season. With 70,000 cheering fans crowding the stadium bleachers, each player was prepared to give their all to the game at hand. Seeing they were, there was just a huge crowd, they wanted to win. 
The notable event that sets apart this game from other Rose Bowl games was not a play made by the winning team, but an attempted tackle by the Bears quarterback, Benny Lum, on his own teammate. Midway through the second quarter, Roy Regals had a hold of the ball and was headed for a touchdown. While trying to avoid tackles, Regals was shoved around and unknowingly got turned around to face the opposite direction. When Regals cleared from the opposition, bewildered fans were watching Regals race toward the opposite end of the field. As soon as quarterback Betty Lom realized where his teammate was headed, he chased after him. Lom was a fast runner and known for his speed, and he was gaining ground, but by the time time was running out, finally Regals ran 65 yards before he was overtaken by Lom, who stomped him just three yards away from the end zone. On the following play, however, Georgia Tech, the other team, was able to score a two-point safety, which cost Regal's team the game. He was trying to do the right thing. At a football, he was trying to score a touchdown. The problem is he was doing it the wrong direction. You know, sometimes we attempt to do the same thing. Oh, I want to do what God wants me to do, but if I try to do what God wants me to do my way, I'm not really doing what God wants me to do. Faith wins when I do God's will, God's way. I want us to see thirdly, and we see a little phrase in Hebrews 11 concerning Isaac, um, Isaac Uh, chose to communicate concerning what the future concerning verse 20 of hebrews 11 by faith isaac blessed jacob and esau concerning things to come thirdly faith wins if you choose to do god's will if you submit to god's way and if you choose to communicate god's word isaac could have told him anything Isaac could have drawn from a wealth of wisdom and knowledge that he had gained over the years. But look at what the Bible says he said. Genesis 27, verse 28. Blessing Jacob, thinking it was Esau. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. Hey, he's passing the blessing from Abraham to Isaac, uh, 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 from Abraham, uh, Isaac's uh, passing it down now uh, to Jacob. Look at verse number 39. Isaac's going to bless Esau, begs for the blessing, and Isaac is going to bless Esau. Verse 39, he says to Esau, And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live and shalt serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off his neck. The Bible says in the next verse, or verse 41, And Esau hated Jacob. And uh, we won't take time to look at it, but a few chapters from now, um, Jacob has to leave. Um, 
um, Esau and Jacob get reunited. And boy, Jacob's scared to death to meet Esau because Esau hates him. And God intervenes, and God works really a miracle. When we look at this, we think concerning Isaac again. What is he doing? He's blessing concerning the things to come. You see, how did he know what was coming? God told him. God communicated with him. The things to come. He was about the big picture. He was about the big picture. Faith wins in our life when we see the big picture and when we communicate and live according to it. Isaac, at this point, wasn't about himself. He was about communicating what God had told him to communicate to the next generation. Hey, should we not be about communicating what God has told us to communicate to the next generation? You see, if I'm walking by faith, believing God no matter what, then I recognize that I have a responsibility to communicate the word of God to individuals that come across my path. Hey, we know what the Bible says. We know who holds the future. We know how things are going to, based on the word of God, what's going to happen. But how much do we communicate what God has told us to communicate? On December 29, 1972, Eastern Airlines Flight 401 was flying from New York, JFK Airport, to Miami. As it approached the Miami airport, there was a problem with the forward landing gear, and the pilots and navigator were trying to determine the problem. The indicator light for that landing gear did not come on to, conf to confirm that it was locked in the down position. The pilots told the control tower that they would need to circle the airport in a holding pattern until they could fix the problem and were instructed to put the plane in autopilot at 2,000 feet. Somehow, during their different attempts to find the problem, the autopilot became disconnected and the wide-body uh, L1011 jet slowly lost altitude. It was descending so steadily that none of the pilots noticed it, and with a few minutes, it hit the Florida Everglades at 227 miles per hour. Of the 176 passengers and crew aboard the plane, 101 were killed. The investigation revealed that the pilots and navigator were so focused on trying to figure out the problem with the landing gear that they had no idea the plane was losing altitude, the real problem was a burned-out light bulb that cost 89 cents. You think about the amount of people in this plane that lost their life because some others got distracted with so many other things. We think about, for me, when I thought about this, I thought about how often we get distracted in 2023 when we are supposed to be communicating of the things to come, the word of God, to the generation in which we live. And yet, I'll tell you this, so many things can come up. I've said to Stephen on occasion, this afternoon we're going to go out and we're going to knock on some doors. 
Somebody come up. Somebody stop by and call, whatever. And, and you have to take these things and say, okay, Lord. But I have found that sometimes the devil, and we're talking about this tonight, will do everything he can to keep us from communicating truth. We get distracted. We need to communicate concerning things to come to a lost world that needs Jesus. When I look at Isaac at a first glance, I scratch my head. I think, wow, <laughs> Isaac was kind of fleshly. Isaac kind of had some challenges. But God says concerning Isaac, Isaac blessed his sons. That's what God wanted him to do. When he recognized or when God really brought him face to face with what he did in blessing Jacob or in trying to bless Esau and blessing Jacob, he recognized this was God's way. And what Isaac did was communicated to Jacob and Esau concerning what God had given to him concerning things to come. We all have challenges with our flesh. We really do. May God help us to say, you know what? I'm going to do God's will, not my will. God's way, not my way communicating his word and about his truth to the world in which I live and the people in which I find myself interacting with. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for Isaac and for the faith you saw.